Welcome back to Turning Little Stones. I just want to let you know that when we recorded this podcast with Johnny and Hannah, we realised there was so much valuable content that we didn't want to risk losing any, either in the edit or potentially make it too long for busy listeners. So we decided to make it into a two-part mini-series. I hope you'll enjoy listening to both parts of their musical adventures with Josiah. Welcome to Turning Little Stones, the podcast that takes a fresh look at the fascinating world of young children. As a parent, experienced childcare professional and early years consultant, I get how much we dream good things for our children. We start out hopeful and confident, and yet somehow the daily reality can feel more like a grind than a gift. And so we easily miss out on the joys of these fleeting early years. Over time, I've come to realize that to give our children the best start in life, we first need to recognize what's going on inside them in secret. There is some great research out there, and my heart is to make some of this relatable for everyone. And so throughout these weekly podcasts, I hope that whoever you are, parent, family carer, childminder, practitioner, anyone who spends time with young children, can take a moment each week to reinterpret what our children are doing and why. And by doing so, I have seen countless exasperated, bewildered, exhausted carers become re-energized and inspired as they find easy ways to connect with what their young children are naturally eager to do. A little like turning over a pebble in a rock pool to discover a hidden world tucked away. We too, We'll look at our children with fresh eyes and delight in being part of their journey. Today I am with Hannah and Johnny and I've spent a delightful afternoon with them and their family home with with little Josiah who's just one. And what a joy it's been. So i come to see Hannah and Johnny because they are really musical. And I don't want to say any more about that. So over to them. Let's, let's explain to the listeners why you're so musical. So I've had um, over 10 years of performing in musical theatre um, around this country, um, in the West End and... Um, abroad as well so uh, I've done Mary Poppins Phantom of the Opera Oklahoma lots of shows really um, which has been uh, incredible Um, I now teach singing and piano as well as doing some gigs as well and performing but um, I also examine for the Associated Board of the Royal Schools of Music as well so um, yeah Yeah. Yeah, we we love music in this house (laughs) that's amazing Uh, yeah, and so I did my music degree, did a, uh, a master's degree in composing and wrote some music for um, like adverts and, uh, and TV shows and things like that and then went into music teaching for secondary students, which is great. That's, I guess some of our listeners might be feeling a bit intimidated at this point, and, and I am in awe of this couple. Um, but the reason we wanted to, you know, share this podcast with you is because they are so musical. 
they are will be very be acutely aware of Josiah's musicality, their little one's musicality. Yes, yeah, so we just wanted to give you the opportunity to share what you noticed about Josiah's journey. I mean, he's obviously picked up your genes, let's face it. But, but also, I think the theories, theorists would say that all children are born musical. And I would love to know how you... Well, how you would respond to that statement and, and particularly what you noticed in Josiah. Um, you obviously carried him and he was surrounded with music, but you would have noticed something when he was born about how he responded. Yeah, so he's, he has always responded to music from day dot, really. Um, yes, he, had, he was surrounded with music um, right up until... The day he was born, I was teaching, so he was hearing mm. piano and singing. Um, it's a live music. It, it was on Zoom at that point because it oh, was okay. it was in COVID. But, but it was um, real. It was real. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I was obviously still playing the piano and singing mm. back, so there was mm. me doing it live. But um, uh, yeah, so he had that right up until I went into hospital actually. Um, but from the moment that he came out um actually we were listening to worship music when he was being born i think <laughs> remembering that now um but it it was a calming influence on him and i think because he'd heard my voice he'd heard us singing he'd heard um music all the way through it really helped with things like nappy changes and bath times and things like that where it was a little frenetic at times um the moment i started singing or the moment you heard some music it really helped and we found this wonderful playlist of scripture lullabies on on spotify as well that just meant that we could um play that to him and that calmed him down so there's there was definitely something that he was in tune with music and then the moment he was starting to kick his legs there was his his right leg started thumping uh, really? uh, to, to music really really early was there on. a particular type um, of music or? well i don't know it was it was weird though when when he was in the womb we we thought he loved top gun and we thought he was absolutely obsessed come with on the, remind um, us you sang it earlier <laughs> that yeah. one um and um every time that that was played he would start kicking and bouncing in mm. the womb um, and we're like great in midwife appointments if he needs to move just play that song um and then he came out and we played it to him and he absolutely burst into tears it, he didn't enjoy it <laughs> um but uh he did like proms the proms on the television wasn't it and the sailor's hornpipe so that he went crazy with that was definitely so yeah. he was behaving physically that that's how he showed you his yeah. body was moving he's always been moving his arms and legs kind of sometimes in time with the music <laughs> um and definitely with sounds he was trying to recreate the singing sound her just nah, nah, from very very early on so from a tiny baby he was making musical noises yes <laughs> yeah he was yeah um very early on actually Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I love the a massive array of music that you in that he was exposed to because that's everything and, and I think that says something about you two as a couple, but probably encourages the rest of us to um, not limit 
what we listen to. So I don't know if we're into classical music, not always have that those channels on, but actually have a good balance of musical styles. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely listening to to you composing as well. In the yeah. yeah, I think That's so. Interesting. Yeah, when we were in the studio. Um, yeah, I'd be composing and he'd be listening away, banging on the keyboard and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but I think with things like classical music and things with lots of musical layers, I think it develops then um, neural pathways um, quite importantly. So even if people aren't a fan of Mozart, I would <laughs> encourage them <laughs> to try and try and just play some classical music. Yeah. Um, just yeah. yeah, I think it's great. So we're not we're not into you know getting the next Yehudi menu in or the you know the next famous opera singer. You know this isn't this isn't hot housing children. It's just saying saying to everybody really music is very significant. You've talked about neural pathways. So those those connections as many as can go on in these earliest years will help them in all areas of their development. And it's a gift that that we can just give them, yeah. I yeah. think from being exposed to the music and from us singing from a very early age for him, and um, it's helped him to be more expressive and more sociable and... Um, so you've seen that in how he socialises with others? OK. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, you've said it before that because I've been singing to him and like over enunciating and expressing and, and everything you think that that's helped well, it's him. meant he's copied Hannah's um like mouth and expressions to develop different sounds yeah. um himself so when he sees others talking and others yeah. um communicating he he's seen lots of different shapes of the mouth and associated those with different sounds. Mm. And so he, he's actually quite communicative he is. in a group yeah. of adults. I think he's also very joyful because, because the music lifts him as mm. well and being surrounded by that, he's, he's full of that joy, really. Mm. Yeah. And I, I've seen that this afternoon, you know, the peekaboos and the giving me gifts and, <laughs> um, yeah, all sorts of things. And the other thing I really noticed going on to what you were talking about communications is that he, he had a dummy for a tiny, tiny proportion of this afternoon, um, which was lovely to see. So he would be able to practice those mouth movements yeah. and communicate, um, not just through pointing, but through making the sounds as well. It's mm. actually more than we would normally have with the tummy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah this yeah. is take two of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was tea time. <laughs> um, yeah, so we... We use the dummy at night time, but it hasn't affected him. We don't. No. We don't think um, he's getting a little bit more reliant on it now. But we try. <laughs> yeah. But we let him. Well, I say yeah. talk, but you know his version of talking and yes. trying to say the words yeah. as much as possible, and even a little bit of crying. You know, mm. not not really upset crying, obviously, but a little bit of whimpering. You know, it, it, they are communicating their displeasure at something, aren't they? So I think we, we 
a lot of us, a lot of families might reach for the dummy as a comforter or a soother. Um, so it's all we're saying here, lis- listeners, is just just look at how much you're using it. Um, so, yeah, thank you. So as a baby, you've experienced all of this and you've, you've provided the musical soundtrack to his baby life if you like <laughs> with all the singing and and yeah your your expressions how you how you communicate your sing-song voices um so that's great you said earlier that you were trying to persuade johnny to lift his voice a little bit because yeah. it is lovely to know that dad is singing as well this is really lovely yeah so right early on um so I know that you had told me sing to him because it calms him down, and it miraculously it, yes, it did, yeah. and that that was really good. And then there was one point I remember you say, "Oh, it doesn't have the same effect with me." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Well, actually, um, when you talk, your voice is lower, mm. being being a man, and I guess with my training, my voice is very up and down and expressive, mm. and that's yes. that's what I do. Whereas for you, you're more on a level playing field. Mm. And I say, well, try and and have a bit more expression and kind of raise it up a little bit because I think a very newborn, I think the babies are more in tune to the higher pitches and feel calmer with the higher pitches than they are with the the lower pitches. And actually, the moment that you did that and you started going, you know, and lifting your voice up and going, hello, Josiah, or instead of hello, Josiah, (laughs) you know, all of a sudden he was like, Connecting, and there was there was a definite bond that started mm. then um, that I saw. On the I yeah, think that's no, you're totally right. Such a powerful message, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. But there was a definite switch at that point um, that I remember seeing. So, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Mm. <laughs> so let's move on a tiny bit. So so let's imagine him. I don't know, say three to ten months. Yeah. So you've up till now created this soundtrack to his life and now did you notice that he started to initiate things he started to i mean we call this musical adventures for a reason it's it's kind of a joint adventure he's not just following your lead all the while but did he start to yes, yes initiate things that you could follow and so he was starting to sing a lot more um, interestingly, and explore with his voice. So he started using his voice in different ways quite early on. How's um, that? So, uh, oh, I've got a video actually from really, really young mm-hmm. that um, I'd go, I love you. And he'd go, ah. <laughs> I love you. And it was almost matching the pitch. Yeah. And it was. Um, <laughs> Sounds like I'm pushing it on him. I'm not. It was just we were having fun with some sounds. So musical um, games. Musical yeah. games that we Lovely. were doing. And then he started to initiate the musical games. So he'd make some sounds and I'd make them back and copy them. So yeah. he'd be going, gaga, and I'd be like, gaga, or baba, baba, and, and do it back in the same pitch and the same rhythm that he did. And sometimes I'd switch it up and i try starting and he might copy. And, um, so it was just using different sounds, I found. Um, we also had a, a jumperoo. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> 
and the jumperoo. Um, oh, don't you know about this? Oh, it, was, uh, <laughs> it, it was. He loved it. He wanted to dance and bounce, and um, any time music came on, he would bounce like he's always been a bouncer his legs would go his right leg would be kicking and in the bounce the jumper the bounceroo um interestingly we we played the sailor's hornpipe again that he heard in the womb yes and he was bouncing in rhythm wasn't he we were like can can you see this he's actually bouncing at the right time so rhythm so what you've been saying is rhythm is Mm. there but also pitch is beginning to get there Yeah, that was a bit of a shock, that was. We weren't quite expecting him to, to sing on pitch. It's not all the time, believe me. It's, it's, no, no, um, no, but there no, are times but that... Those musical games and the yeah. fact that you're echoing back as well yeah. and then adding maybe another... Mm-hmm. Another <laughs> yeah, it, sound it, to it. We yeah. definitely noticed probably in, in that age range that that was starting mm-hmm. to happen. Um, and I think rhythm as well, like we, we were just saying, with the bouncing and everything, but you were starting to do drumming and shaking and stuff. Yeah, shaking, drumming. We did get out the pots and pans and spoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he loves his cups. You know, you put the, the cups in order. Yes. But he he, did, he wasn't interested in putting them in order. Mm-hmm. He was interested in bang. And the rhythm. Bang, bang. And weren't you doing, like, question and answer? You'd try and do a rhythm. Yeah, He probably wouldn't yeah. do it back, but he got the idea of... Dialogue. Yes. Yeah. So question, answer. Through musical through, through games. Musical game. Yeah. Um, and that in itself is communication. I'm saying something to you. I think there's something really powerful here because you're saying about the stacking beakers, aren't you? Mm. The plastic yeah. stacking yeah. cups. And you know, as adults, we we know what they're meant to look like. They're meant to stack on top of each other in a particular order, from biggest to smallest. Mm-hmm. So this is this is something we need to teach our child. But actually, noticing that they want to use it slightly differently yeah. is massive. Mm-hmm. And it's that's exactly what turning stones is about. Is we're not force feeding children to behave in a particular way, <laughs> but it's actually noticing that he was more interested in the sound when they connected. Mm. And I guess in the early days they were accidental connections. He wasn't having necessarily the motor control to clonk them together at three or four months old, mm. but he began to realise that that was fun. And yeah. then as his motor, he got more. more more control of his motor movements he could do it more deliberately yeah absolutely yeah, no, yeah definitely. that's what we found yeah. with it um, he loves just having things and tapping yeah. banging I think in regard to rhythm he's been he loves <laughs> banging whatever he can find really <laughs> but even if it's just um, uh, bang on the sofa Yes. Like that, and he, he just loves the sound of it. Mm. So um, he just finds what what makes noises, and then he's like, "Oh, that makes a noise. That's fun." Uh, sometimes it's throwing the food, but <laughs> and that's that's the joy actually of being the carer because we we can do that and we can copy it back. But then it might yeah. be a fingernail yeah. scrape or it might be a swish. Yeah. Um, so just. Just, you know, a hand on a sofa, on a cushion, has loads of different possibilities that are musical. Yeah, mm. absolutely, yeah. No, that's, that's so true. That's yeah, yeah. Been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've noticed you don't have 
a massive... Oh, I haven't seen a massive array of musical toys in the room here. Um, perhaps you've hidden them from me, I don't know. But um, are, are you just allowing him to explore other things to make music with? I, I've seen one shaker, I think, and you've got a piano. So we've got... Three shakers, oh. uh, three or four shakers actually. We've got two maracas, two maracas a little egg shaker. egg shaker, and a big shaker. And then just actually, you know, we do have a couple of pots with like beads or sensory pots, you know, yes. like pasta. But pots. you can make those out of anything. Yeah, I think they were a gift from a friend. Yeah. They? Like a cup, lid. With some, some yeah. noisy stuff in. Stuff yeah. In. yeah. We've also got. Um, a toy xylophone upstairs. Uh, so you ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, so ding. One of those tapping, tapping that tapping, makes. Yeah. I mean, he likes to eat the sticks, but he does get the hang of it. He does. Yeah. Um, I think he does have a little drum upstairs, but um, he very. It was it was actually from Kenya, so we don't really let him use it that much. Because we don't want it in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, we have the piano. So we have a piano here, um, but he makes sounds and. He uses other things, I guess, like the cups. Um, the one thing that we have used, uh, it's not necessarily a musical instrument, but we have a foil blanket. Uh, so you know that people use um, yeah. after marathons or something to keep warm? Yes. It's a really sensory thing. Um, and we, we've just been playing with it, but um, a little while ago, so it was a, probably uh, about a month ago, so maybe, what, 12 months of just about a year, um, we were starting to use it for sounds. So we'd play a game um, of dynamics, so loud or soft, which is also part of yes. music. And yes. so we'd go, rustle, 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 and yes. then we'd go, shh, and then he'd be quiet. And then we'd go, rustle, 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 and then shh, and be quiet. And he was getting the, the difference between the loud and the soft. So it's just finding games with what we have yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. I hope you'll agree that there is already so much that Hannah and Johnny have shared with us that we'll want to take some time now to reflect and maybe try something new. And so we'll be picking this up again with them next time. It just leaves me to say thank you for listening to this episode of Turning Little Stones. We hope it's given you some food for thought and maybe some ideas to try. As always, you'll find the show notes for this episode together with further information, episodes and resources by heading over to our website, www.turninglittlestones.com. So until next time, goodbye. <laughs>